Weigh-In, the Scaleback Alabama podcast. The opinions expressed here are our own and don't necessarily reflect those of the Alabama Department of Public Health or partners. This is not intended to be medical advice or to take the place of medical treatment. I'm Lita Chatham, a registered dietitian here at the Alabama Department of Public Health. I believe that strict rules and rigid diets do more harm than good and that changing our mindset to one that eliminates blame, shame, and guilt in relation to body size and weight is the first step in ensuring future generations develop healthy relationships with food and their bodies. And I'm Jenna Lee Kayworth. I'm also a registered dietitian at the Alabama Department of Health, and I believe that true health is found independent of body size. I believe in helping others find balance with eating and movement, enjoying all types of foods while journeying towards overall wellness. I believe that health is multifaceted, including physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and social components. We're so excited you're here. Welcome back, everyone. Um, we hope your scale back Alabama journey has been going well. Um, in our last episode, we talked about diet culture and how it affects us. Um, I've been thinking a lot about really um, diet culture and, and how it affects everyone. Um, I think everyone is touched by it. Um, and I feel like a part of us kind of wants to be told what to do. Um, I don't know about y'all, um, but well, you, Lita, um, as a dietitian, most of the time people will ask me, please write me a meal plan, please tell me what to do, um, write me a diet, and, um, you know, it's really attractive because people want to be told what you do, so um, we know that diets don't work, we know that meal plans don't last forever, so we've got, um, we've got a guest here today um, to kind of answer that question of what we should do. Yeah, generally, I agree. And today we have the perfect person here to help walk us through this process of what we should do instead of dieting. So we don't want to leave our listeners hanging. We've been talking about, you know, not following strict diets, but then that leaves the question of, okay, well, what do we do instead of dieting? So I'm mm -hmm. super excited. We have Julie Satterfield here with us to help us navigate that conversation. Um, I met Julie after listening to her give a presentation on why dieting doesn't work to other registered dietitians here in Alabama. Um, and I mm -hmm. felt like she was describing my personal experience. And then since then, I have read her book, Ditch the Diet, and thought she must be following me around with a video camera. So <laughs> I'm super excited to talk to Julie and welcome and tell us a little bit more about yourself, Julie, please. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and to talk with you all and your listeners today. Um, my name is Julie Satterfield. I am uh, originally a Navy brat, so I've lived all over. My dad retired from the Navy and settled in Huntsville, Alabama when I was about 16, and I moved away and went to Virginia Tech and Illinois State University and then moved back to this wonderful area when we had our first baby. And I have done a lot in nutrition that ranges from wellness. I've worked in the hospital. I've taught in a couple different universities, and I've always had the running underlying theme of a non-diet approach. Um, I really noticed just as a college student, as I started learning about even therapeutic diets as a dietitian and um, 
thinking to myself, oh my gosh, how on earth? I hope I don't ever get diabetes. I'd never be able to do all these things. Or I hope I don't get celiac disease. How on earth would I do this? And so as a nutrition professional, I thought, well, how do we expect people to do these things? And there's got to be a better way. And so I've really dedicated my career to that, to figuring out how we can be well-rounded and have great nutrition in our lives without dieting and restricting and trying to manipulate our bodies. So that's, that's a little bit about me. I have three kids. Um, my youngest is going to be 13 tomorrow and my oldest is 19 and that's just absolutely bananas to me and, uh, live in Huntsville. So that's it. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. We are so glad that you're joining us. Um, and we thought it would be great to start off by asking you to give us a little bit about your thoughts on why diets don't work. We covered that, kind of our thoughts on that in the last couple episodes, but if you want to give us your thoughts, then we'll jump in with some more in-depth questions after that. Yeah. Okay. So that's a really loaded question, and that's a lot of what um, my book is about, and the reason why is, the reason why I wrote that book is because so many factors come together to make diets not work, and when we say not work, it means most diets are people trying to lose weight and we know that that is not sustainable. So that weight loss is not sustainable. There are no, there's no research that shows that there is effective weight loss that stays off. And so why they don't work, I think has a lot to do with who we are physically and who we are mentally and intellectually. So our physical body is fighting mm -hmm. against restrictions. Like in order to lose weight, we have to reduce our calories significantly enough to just that we're hungry and our body fights against that. So everything about us is wired to keep us the size we are and to keep us fed. And so our metabolism shifts our hormones shift in order to make us more hungry. Um, they mm -hmm. shift in order to change our energy expenditure. Everything is geared to keep us fed. And then mentally, you know, food is a comfort. Food is used for emotion. It's used for um, celebration. It's used for people during times of tragedy. You know, it is part of our culture and to manipulate it, is really rough and it can affect us on a personal level in so many ways. And intellectually, I think we get caught up in diets. We, we try and learn everything and we think, well, yeah, I should just be able to do this. And then when we can't do that, we try even harder and we go, gosh, well, it must be this or it must be that. And I, don't, I think all these factors come together and just make it really difficult. And then the other part of that is that we are human and we are all different and the expectation that we should all be the same size and within the same range is, is we're not really intended to be there. And, but it feels like with diets that I think that we crave certainty. We want mm -hmm. things you kind of already alluded to this, you know, we want a meal plan and people want um, the answer and a diet answers that for us, but that's not how we really are wired. We don't mm. make massive changes quickly well, <laughs> and we can illustrate that by New Year's, right? Like New Year's Eve, we all make all these grandiose plans. It's a time to reset. I'm going to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and then by January 14th, we're doing 
A or zero <laughs> because you can't stick to all that stuff. We're just not wired that way. And that's what diets do. They do just give you all these things to do. And we're not really capable of doing that. Yeah, that was a great overview. Thank you so much for sharing that. I, I just think it's really important for people to hear that because I know I've heard you say in some of your podcast episodes that I've listened to and, you know, other um, places and experts and things that I've heard people talk about just that we tend to blame ourselves when the diet doesn't work for us when we, you know, whether the diet, we don't lose any weight or we do lose weight and we gain it back, you know, that just lends to us feeling like a personal failure, like we did something wrong. And, you know, I know mm-hmm. a lot of people that sign up for Scale Back Alabama, um, this program has been running for a long time. And one common thing that I hear is, you know, people will say they lost 10 pounds last year, but they've gained it back or, um, you know, and so we just don't want anyone to feel like they're failing um, when maybe following a strict diet is kind of the problem. I mean, we don't want to discourage anyone from trying to be healthier, right? Because we all want to live healthier lifestyles. We all want to be able to do the things that we enjoy and be more active and be healthier and, um, you know, live, live a healthy, long life. Um, and that may, that may look a little different from what, you know, people have in mind, for example. Um, so along those lines, could you tell us just a little bit what you think about if we're not, if we're shifting our mindset from dieting? So if we move on from, okay, I've, I acknowledge that, you know, maybe dieting isn't working. What, what do I do instead? If I want to live a healthier lifestyle, like what are some things that I can do that are going to help me live healthier, but are not going to be so focused on weight. And so, you know, diet focused. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really great question. And you mentioned the Mm -hmm. part about, you know, gaining the weight back and how disheartening that can be and feeling like I'm not doing what I need to do for my health. And so I think one of the first things for us to really dig into and to think about is that there are lots of things that we can do in the short term to try and lose weight. But are those behaviors and are those activities truly healthy? Is losing that 10 pounds and then gaining it back Mm -hmm. really benefiting your body and benefiting your overall health? And what the literature says is no, it's not. Um, The weight cycling is really dangerous Mm -hmm. and adds a lot of stress to our body. And so many of those research articles that we see don't um, isolate for other factors. So the factors like that could actually be contributing to the health that we do in, in the name of weight. And so what mm-hmm. I really try to work with people on is kind of this other idea, like what you're asking me, what do we do instead of a diet? Well, we first have to kind of understand that, that how the diets can be damaging and we have to really f- learn about authentic nutrition answers. And I think that that's really key because we are so engrossed in social media, or I can't think of the right word, but there's just so many messages coming at us from social media and from diet companies. The diet industry is a $70 billion a year industry, and they have lots of money to put out messages Mm. that tell us certain things about nutrition. And most of them are not about nutrition. They're about losing weight. And so then we get confused. And so I think one of the things to really 
do is to find people that are the true nutrition professionals and learn about what is authentically nutrition, nutrition, nutrition. (laughs) So versus um, don't eat any carbs. That's not, that's not good nutrition. That's going to help you lose weight quickly, but that weight's going to come back. Um, Eat everything from protein. That's not good nutrition. You know, there's, there's things that that we have to learn. So I think there's an education component that goes along, but then we also have to be kind of undoing some of that damage that has happened over the years with diets. And so one of the beginning things that I work with people on is starting by getting them enough to eat. We have to start making Mm -hmm. sure that your body is fueled because when you are hungry, all these other things start to take shape. Um, We start to have cravings and our willpower goes down and it's because we're hungry and our body is trying to get us to food. So we have to get enough to eat. And so with that, how do we get enough to eat? We have to learn how to listen to our body and we have to learn to trust our body. And a lot of us have turned that off because listening and knowing what we're eating inspired shame for us because eating was associated with, well, you shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't, you should be restricting. And so when we would eat, we would kind of turn that off. And if we would eat something that we thought was a quote unquote bad food or not healthy, then we are not paying attention because, oh my gosh, that's kind of too painful to think about it. And so we just are like, oh, I'll start tomorrow. So now If I'm going to start perfectly tomorrow, quotes on perfectly again, but if I'm going to start perfectly tomorrow, well, then um, I'm going to eat all of this cake right now. I'm going to finish the bag of chips now because I can't, I don't want it in the house for tomorrow. And then, but do we really never have the cake again or the chips again? No, we don't. And so we're alternating between um, restricting and then overeating something because we know we're going to restrict the next day and it becomes a real dangerous cycle. And so really getting in touch with listening to our body and what sounds good to us is a place Mm -hmm. that I start with a lot of my clients and it, it takes time. So we work on that. And then we set that foundation in order to then start to look at your personal life. What health factors do we need to look at for you? Um, We all have different things going on. And Mm so we can only make a few changes at a time, maybe one change, and maybe um, we pick something for you. So you know that for you, your blood sugars have been running a little bit high and your doctor said that you might be pre-diabetic. And so what is something that I can do? And so we're trying to figure out a small step that helps you with this pre-diabetic state. That's not what everyone would make a change in that area, but this one person may need to. And so we start making these small changes and figuring out how to foster that in our life. So for that person who's pre-diabetic, we might look at what they're eating and say, oh gosh, you're not eating anything all day and because you're too busy and you're skipping breakfast and lunch and then you're just eating this big dinner. The first thing we want to do is kind of spread your food out through the day so your body is able to absorb those carbohydrates better and you're getting protein throughout the day so your body can use it more efficiently. And so that might be the first thing is to find some ways to help that person get breakfast. That takes a lot of time and a lot of energy to figure out how to shift your life so that now you're starting to eat breakfast when you haven't eaten breakfast in 10 years, right? And if you're doing that along Mm -hmm. with 800 other things, 
it becomes so cumbersome that you give up because now you can't do any of your real life stuff because all you're doing is focusing on all these crazy food things. So that's kind of, that's kind of my approach is listening, learning how to eat and then figuring out ways to create health promoting behaviors that will affect change in your personal life without making it um, disordered, really. I love that. I love that, Julie. I feel like I heard you saying too, like really the first is making peace with all the foods, like taking away those good food, bad food, judgment piece, um, and then fueling, getting enough. Because I hear so many people say, I have no willpower, you know, but really they're just hungry. Um And then I love that the gentle nutrition piece kind of comes fast in a way um, because we have to have the peace with all the different foods and then incorporating that gentle nutrition. Um, So many great insights so far, Julie. I love where this conversation is going. And we have a lot more to talk about in our next episode when it comes to embracing, loving, and respecting our bodies. Thank you so much for joining us. Scale Back Alabama 2021 might be over, but there are still plenty of resources helpful tips, and blog posts to check out at scalebackalabama.com. Be sure to follow us on social media and join us next time when Julie returns to talk about ways to embrace our bodies and live healthier at any size. See you then.